1: That's right. I'm at Harvard. Last night, we did it all, baby. The first night of Harvard graduation, and it is awesome. It commences on Thursday. I'm off tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, tomorrow's Thursday. It's off tomorrow because, well, graduation is all day. I mean, for God's sake, it is. Harvard last night was raucous on Twitter. I'll get into that in just a minute. But hey, Celtic Pride, ladies and gentlemen, Celtic Pride showed up last night. Jason Tatum, wow, let's go, baby. They said, they said, don't let us win one. Don't let us get one. Well, you know what they did? They went out and got one. Not only did they get one, they went out and took one. They went out and said, uh-uh, no, 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 no. We are gonna steal your lunch money. We're gonna get into that here in a minute. We also last night j the beloved j bo of uh, Iowa Hawkeye fame. The little fellows are mad, and we're going to get into this too. Look, Rutgers doesn't have enough money to compete. Cam Spencer, one of their players, left. There's no whining in NIL. There's no whining. Players wanted it. Media wanted it. Coaches, you can whine. But there's no whining in NIL. Rutgers getting his little brains beat out in the NIL – so one of their former players, Ronnie Harper Jr., he going to whine. I don't want to hear from former players. I had to hear from little Jordan Bohannon for years. I'll get into the backstory and why I never, ever, ever forget a slight. I'm like MJ that way, yo, except I'm better than MJ that way, yo, because I whooped MJ out of six grand in golf, whooped him on national TV. So that's what I do. Look, You're going to want to stay around. For this today. The gun show's got some stuff that is unbelievable, including this. Is Saudi Arabia, I don't know, is it a sports takeover? I don't know. But Jake Paul seems to think so. Uh, you tell me, in America's Conscious, Bobby Barak is going to join us as well. But let's get to the Celtics 33, a plus 21. That's right, plus 21 uh, was his plus minus. That's Jason Tatum, a 14 to 22. Look, here's the deal. In the modern world of NBA basketball or even college basketball, wouldn't you do this? If you were the superstar getting paid a ton of money, wouldn't you go out and kick everybody's ass? I don't care. If I shoot two for a million, I'm shooting a million. I don't care. I'm shooting a million freaking times today, tomorrow, or the next day because I'm not going to let everybody do what I did and say, hey, man, you're making $30 million. You just took four shots. Kevin Love did nothing. Jimmy Butler had 29. Nobody else did a thing. Bam and Vincent. You knew Vincent was going to play well because he's rolling. He had 17. But now the series is sexy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we see what's what. Now we go back to Boston. Now you win another one. Now. Woo, campesta. My eyes are burning. But it's a good series while the, uh, go, or the Nuggets sit home and they wait. Uh, Celtics and Heat, it's amazing how we overreact, isn't it? Seriously, I want you to think about this. It's amazing how we overreact. They won a game. Big, fat, hairy deal, right? But, hey, good for them. And I love love Celtic pride. I do. I'm a fan of Celtic pride. I want Celtic pride. I want certain teams in sports. I want the Lakers to fast break. I want the Celtics to have some stones. I would love to see the Pacers win. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, I am all in. It's official. Today, it is official. I should have announced it. it's official. I am all in on AR5 with the Colts. I'll tell you why in a minute. I'm all in on it. All right, you know we got some stuff for you. All right, let's go to it. Let's go to a little bit of post-game here. First, we go to Jason Tatum. Just go kick ass, Jason Tatum.
2: Yeah, we just, uh, you know, everybody was in good spirits, right? Everybody was upbeat. Uh, And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, you know, we just try to take it one game at a time. You know, we tried to break it down. uh, You know, we we didn't play well those first three games. We didn't deserve the win. Um, But, you know, we didn't want that to define us, define the season. Um, And we still got a long uphill battle to go. Uh, But tonight was a good start, right? And, uh, you know, we just try to carry this momentum towards Thursday.
1: That's great. Spolstra is genius. I'm, I love Spolstra. I'm all in on Spolstra. I am. I'm all in on him because he's smarter than everybody else. I'm, here is Eric Spolstra. I tell you this all the time. When you want to trade, what do I tell you? Well, look, uh, uh, there's two sides to it. When you want to win a series, what do I tell you? There's two sides to it. When you want to do there's two sides to it. Eric Spolstra, after the game, here's what he had to say, and it's genius. It's absolute genius. I so suppose you praised uh, the focus of the group throughout the postseason. Are you concerned at all about the human element of a letdown of, hey, we were at home, we were up 3-0, and we just couldn't close right now?
2: No, I I I don't I didn't sense any of that. You know, uh, at some point, this is great competition. You know, sometimes it can get skewed because, uh, whatever, the 3-0, but we, we have great respect for Boston, what they're capable of. They're... A, a dynamic offensive team. Uh, it takes ex- extraordinary uh, efforts and, and commitment, you know, uh, to get the job done. Our guys really want this, uh, but Boston has something to say about it as well, just like we do. You know, uh, sometimes things uh, don't go exactly uh, as planned. Um, you know, a lot of what we've done this year is, has been the hard way. You know, and, and we've been able to figure out ways uh, to win even if teams are playing well if we're not in, in a perfect flow um and they got us tonight you have to get you have to give them credit for that uh, there's no doubt about it there's no questioning it there's not uh, we're not wondering about that you know if they deserve to win uh tonight um we know we have to regroup and get ready for uh you know a great opportunity uh in Boston Thank you, okay Thank- see that's genius. Now the, the the writer, all these basketball
1: writers, all the psychologists, they're idiots. Whoever that guy was, was an idiot. But the answer was great because it's two-sided. It isn't just your team. The other team has something to say about it. Dan, why didn't Indiana recruiter get this kid? Well, because the other team recruited him too. Right. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 yeah, it's the way it is. It's beautiful. But the other team has something to say. The other team is involved. The other team is out there. It's not always your team. Why don't we trade for Bobby Bonds? Well, because everybody else is trying to trade for him. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of Spolstra. Spolstra says the things that things are supposed to, the way things are. Hey, look, we tried. What are you going to do? We gave it everything we had. But the other team has something to say about it. They do in every area. Uh, Look, this is what I love. And I'm going to equate this. You know, I always equate things to relationships, but I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to give you this one. Okay. So guys always say, and this isn't exactly a good analogy, but I like it in its mind. Guys always talk. One thing you'll never hear me do is talk bad about my wife. I'll make fun of my kids a little bit, but I'll never talk bad about them. I always say to guys, yeah, really? You're talking bad about your wife? What happens if she left you? You'd be crying like a baby. There's always two sides in everything. There's always, not sometimes, always, and Spolstra hit hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, he nailed it. Hey, look, we tried. We got our ass kicked. What do you want me to do? All right, the NFL, my man Pat McAfee, fair catches. This is a college rule. Fair catches. I'm not going to be caught in the 20. You can fair catch a kickoff, get the ball in the 25-yard line, my man Pat Mack goes off. I mean, off on it. Pat don't usually go off. Pat's pretty happy. In Indianapolis, I'm Mr. Negative. He's Mr. Happy, which means his uh stuff has grown far more than mine because you know, hate doesn't sell, that people tell me, but whatever. Pat goes off on this new NFL rule. Let's hear from our friend Pat Mack. Head coaches don't GMs don't like this? Nope. Nobody really likes this rule potentially being an NFL rule, which would be a fair catch on a kickoff going to the 25-yard line. It's the most amateur Bush League-looking bullshit I have seen in a long time when it comes to the NFL. I know there is a strike zone that was put into football so there couldn't be any more headhunting shots. I understand that they changed some rules so kickoffs can't have as many people back, so there
2: isn't as big of a run-up so that we can save people's brains. And a lot of people say, this isn't football anymore. It still is. There's still big shots. There's still entertainment. There's still speed. There's everything
1: good. This particular rule is absolute garbage. Yeah, you know... um you got to understand from Pat's standpoint, uh, he wants to kick it through the goalpost. He wants to kick it over there. He wants to do everything, and he's right. He's not wrong. Look, one of the things that football is really in danger of, and it's not going anywhere, don't get me wrong, but I think you would agree with this. Football has become two guys, particularly like Pat, who ran down the field wanted to hit somebody you know, as a kicker, as a punter, who wanted to do that. Um, football has become, for them, incredibly soft. Like, football has become like guys running out of bounds. You see, we saw a lot of Jim Brown this week, right? We saw him knocking people over. Then you compare him to Barry Sanders, who's staying in bounds. Of course, my favorite, Walter Payton, is knocking the living hell out of folks. I mean, so people are starting to say, wait a second. Too much running out of bounds. Too much falling down. Now, do I blame the players? Hell no. Marvin Harrison famously here in Indiana, in Indianapolis. That dude felt like it was his job. And he taught T.Y. Hilton to fault like it was his job. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's not a damn thing wrong with that. I'm not mad at him for it at all, but Pat Mack ain't wrong. Pat Mack is not wrong. He is 100% right. Uh, and you know what? To Pat Mack's credit, he's not afraid to say it. Now, you know, I, people are like, well, you know, I'm reading it here. Dan, you know, he's going to have to clean up the language when he goes to ESPN. So what? Who cares? Who really cares? Does anybody care? Does anybody care? I all?" even a little, kind of, no, no. His show is going to be great. Uh, And the fact of the matter is you are going to enjoy it. And he may not swear, but that's not what it is. But look, the truth of the matter is let's go. Let's just go. Let's put rules in where guys can play a little football as opposed to putting in all these rules where it is becoming more and more two-handed touch. I just, you know, it just is. And Pat Mack is saying it is because he wants to see at least the opportunity for kickoffs coming back. Yeah, now they're going to call fouls in football, like the button, hit the button, go to the YouTube chat, and let's go. Let's go. But I'm with Pat. Look, all we do is see and fall down now, run out of bounds. Guys could gain five extra yards and they run out of bounds. That's what makes me nuts. That's what makes me insane. Insane. Like, when you can go get five extra yards and you can get a first down and you're running out of bounds, what the hell are we doing? What are we doing? And that's, I think, what McAfee's saying. This is becoming more and more like this. Fair catch, taking it at the 25. It's a college rule. Like, I don't even care the reason for it. It doesn't matter to me even a little bit, not even sort of. Well, who cares the reason? You put it in, fine. See, I'm not one of those that gets into all of those, well, here's the reason, here's the – I don't need it. I don't need it. What I need is more action in football. That's what I need. And they're giving me less. And I am not happy about it, period. Period. I don't think it's right. All right. Uh, We got a lot to get to today. Robert Sala believes that there are eight teams in the NFL that are capable, as many as eight teams that are capable, of winning the Super Bowl, and he believes his Jets are one. All right, there you go. There is. Well, let's go to some video here. We got a little video from Rogers. First one is about Rogers tweaking his cap. When you're 39, you're going to tweak stuff. Let's go to Rogers tweaking his cap. And I
2: just tweaked my calf, and it's good photos there. Eh? Just tweaked my calf in the uh, little pre-practice conditioning, so I decided to take a
1: take a Is day. Going to keep
2: you down a
1: little? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's too too serious.
2: What are your thoughts on doing some of those things, like with the medicine ball, pulling weights, and things like
1: that? Yeah, I haven't done it before. I haven't done it in 18 years, so. But obviously, there's some science behind it, so. What exactly were you doing when you tweaked it? Which was those? I don't know. Just running, I guess. Got a George Clooney look to him. Rogers hurt already. At least we have some good hype videos. Look, it's going to happen. I mean, when you're in New York and you're Aaron Rodgers, every time you take a dump, you know what's going to happen. Boom. You know, I know the whole world is going to happen. Oh, it's exploding. Oh, it's unbelievable. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, what the hell? So you're going to get a lot of that. You're going to get that the entire year. Every time Aaron Rodgers does something, it is going to be a major story. He tweaked his cap. How'd you do it? Hell, I don't know. I, I don't know. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers, though, his jerseys are selling. Number one, Aaron Rodgers, two, Hurts, three, Mahomes, four, Beckham. Man, the NFL and his fans are really racist, huh? Wow. Bryce Young is 10, Micah Parsons, who is becoming the new Drake. He loves every team. Jordan Love and played it down. And look at him. Travis Kelsey, Josh Allen, you see them all there. That's big in this world, right? That's a big deal. Jersey sales. Hey man, do you see my jersey selling? I would be charting it. Like if I was an NFL superstar, I want to know what the hell's going on. I do. I want to know where my jersey is. So should you. Heck yeah. Hey, uh, what's our jersey sale? Uh, what do you got? Uh, uh What? What? Uh, No, no, no. We got to pump it up. I look every day at our numbers here. I'm obsessed with winning. Two things about me. I'm obsessed with winning and I never forget a slight. I'm like MJ that way. (laughs) I keep saying it. Oh man, I got people. You suck, Donkich, last night. Yeah, I suck. Let's just say that. Let's just figure that out. I suck. I'm the worst. I'm horrible. Uh, What are you going to do? All right, let's take a look here. Target holds an emergency meeting. Target, you famously remember, uh, went with the front of the store transgender tuck-in clothing. That's right. Now they have to have an emergency meeting because, well, you know, uh, it didn't work out well for Anheuser-Busch. And who the hell wants to be the next Anheuser-Busch? I'll tell you who does. Nobody. Zero. Zip. Nada. Nobody wants to be Anheuser-frickin'-Busch. And if you want to be Anheuser-Busch, you're an idiot because there's nothing good with being Anheuser-Busch. If you're Anheuser-Busch, then you haven't learned. Anheuser-Busch stock is still plummeting. I have told you this. I have seen it in real time on shelves. It's astounded me. It's very clear. Anheuser-Busch still stocked. Others taken off. I mean, you go and uh, Yingling is the one, really. Corona, actually, too. You look at it, and man, those things are almost sold out. And you go to a store, and Anheuser-Busch products are right there. Nine no, I ain't doing it. But we got an emergency meeting, people. We got an emergency meeting. All right, let's go to libs of TikTok who always give you the good stuff.
0: A lot of controversy going on about all of the pride stuff that's coming out with kids clothes and things like that. So we're gonna go to the kids section and we're actually going to see if they're putting weird, creepy, uncomfy stuff on children's clothing. Okay, this is the child section. This is literally the kids section. I'm next to a literal onesie that says whatever the hell that means. We have glad you came out and I'm so happy that you're queer in the kids section. Are you kidding me? I'm sorry, but pride and toddler don't belong in the same sentence. So I found an extra small swimsuit in the child section, says light binding effect on it. And then the bottoms in the kids section, keep in mind, say tuck friendly construction. They're giving it to your kids. If that doesn't give you a reason to boycott Target, I don't know what does, but this shit's getting out of hand. They're targeting children, whether you like it or not. And it's time that people actually do something about it because if they don't, then guess what? That shit won't just be in Target. It'll be in every store ever.
1: Uh, I'm officially on a boycott. I, I'm done with Target. Uh, my wife, more importantly, Lee's done with Target. I am absolutely done with Target. And you could say, well, I didn't think you like cancel culture. Look, I don't like cancel culture for stuff you say, but when you're targeting children, I'm not a pedo. You know, I'm, We're all not pedophiles here. I mean, we're all adults here, right? We're all dude. We're all men, women. Who the hell wants to be a pedophile walking around here? Look, if you're targeting children, you're a pedophile. I don't give a damn. I mean, I why, are, why is sex even brought into children? Why are we grooming? Uh, why? Explain it to me. And I'll listen. I'll listen. You tell me. Why do tar- Why does Target have to care about who you're having sex with? I've said this for years. I got no problem. Gay, lesbian, doesn't matter to me. I don't, because I don't care who you're having sex with. I, I don't. Doesn't matter to me who you're stupid. Not even a little bit. Not even sort of. But I got to tell you, it's not wrong. It's not grooming. It's a damn shirt. Of course it's grooming, dumb nuts. And if you don't think it isn't, then you're not paying attention. I get it. I get it pants, shorts, you guys are ridiculous, then I'm ridiculous. I will cop to being ridiculous. I got no problem being ridiculous when it comes to fake women and children being groomed. I will cop to those two things. I will cop to ridiculous. I will cop to whatever words you want to use with me. I will cop to it. I will say it. I will, I will own it. You can sue me for it. You can call me any names that you guys want to, because I know you, most inclusive boys and girls, always go to name calling first. I know you do. So let's go target my ass. There will be no Target. There will be no Nike. There will be no Anheuser Bush, and there will be no Adidas. It bought in the dockets household. If you see, I got Tommy Bahama on. That's right. I got old people gear on. I ain't afraid. There will be none. And if I am ridiculous, great. I will take it. I will take it, I will run with it, I will be happy about it, and I will embrace protecting children from sex stuff and protecting women from freaking creepy ass wannabe girls taking women's job or wannabe girls who are boys. If that makes me ridiculous, God bless you. JPG, I'd put my kids in a pride shirt. You're missing the point. That's fine. Though. Don't care. Don't care even a little bit. Uh, but that's what I would do. You guys, do, do you do you. You do you however you want to do you. But I will take pride in not grooming my grandkids when they come, period. Period. Call me whatever names you want. I'll accept it. I'll embrace it. I'll wear it like a freaking scarlet letter on my ass. But I will, I don't care what anybody thinks about that. That's not open for debate in my mind, protecting women and children, period. It's not. It can be for you. It is not for me. There you go, period. So people, including, you know, are laughing last night uh, I got into it with Ron Harper Jr. and some, uh, Jay Bohannon, Jordan Bohannon. Both are good players. Both I actually like coverage. In fact, Harper's dad uh, kicked my ass. Uh, but then we kicked it the next year. Breaking news, Cam Spencer is entering the transfer portal. As a grand transfer, he can play next season without penalty. NIL money is a motivating factor in his decision to leave the program. Major blow to the next season's roster. Full story here. Ron Harper Jr. played at Rutgers. Rutgers, is Geo Baker, was a big driving force. He had nothing to say about nothing. Nobody listens to the players. Why would you? Tampering, lying, and cheating, one hell of a combo. Look, you players asked for it. You players, you media asked for it. Here was my response to it. And then it got sexy from there, really, really sexy. Uh, hey, gee, who didn't see this type garbage coming? Ron Harper Jr. is whining, but this is what players and media wanted. They wanted this crap. They wanted open season. They wanted the money. Now, don't, don't whine because your little school, your little school got hit hard by it. Don't be whining to me. Don't be whining. Ronnie Harper And then it escalated from there. He,
2: hey,
1: You see me. Oh, shut up. Just shut up. You know what? Just shut up. And I had to take it farther because I never forget a slight. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't forget a slight. A couple years ago, Jordan Bohannon, and who I really liked. In fact, I told his family uh, that, look, your, your your brother, your son, is going to break all the assist records, three-point records at Iowa. People made fun of me on the air, and I, I liked the kid. He was fine. He's great. But he did all the whining. He was the Iowa representative of the NCAA band. Everybody bad, but yet he stayed in college for six years. I saw a kid named Seth Towns is going to college for seven years. He played at uh, uh, Harvard, whined, bitched, and moaned about the NCAA, and now he's still in there. These guys aren't serious people, but back to Bohannon. So Bohannon, when he's a player, begs me, literally, to come on his podcast. He's got a podcast, and look, you can think whatever you'd like. But when I come on your podcast in the Midwest about basketball, it is going to be hilarious. It's going to be fun. You're going to get the biggest numbers that you ever had and people are going to go, damn, I really like that. And that's of course, exactly what happened. I go on the podcast and it's great. Oh, it's great. I brought my A game. I did. I brought my A game. I brought funny stories about uh, old women uh, attacking me on the street. I had to have police escort in Iowa uh, this kid Woodbridge is dead. I got the mommy of the of McCaffrey standing there. Everybody's mad, and I'm sitting there laughing. Iowa guys giving me the finger. I'm telling them great stories. Hey, thanks, Dan. Blah 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 blah. Hey, no problem. You know what his next episode was? He brings on bullshit Frank Kaminsky. He of the cowardice. Remember last we saw Frank Kaminsky? Frank Kaminsky was punking out of a fight on the sideline. I think it was with the Phoenix Suns. And then he went on a media tour. Frank Kaminsky hates me for whatever the reason. So Bohannon begs me to come on this thing. I do it. I take an hour. I actually went long. Hour, hour and a half out of my time. And next thing you know, uh, well, he's on with Kaminsky and they're ripping me cowardice. I don't do cowardice. And I don't forget cowardice. Uh, They're ripping me. Kaminsky's doing his thing. And is acting like a little millennial. (laughs) And and they're ripping me. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I get it. This is a new generation. This is a little millennial generation where they're just a bunch of little whiny dudes. But I got to tell you, uh, I don't know. I didn't think I deserved that. I didn't, I, I did not think I deserved that. I, I, look, you asked me to come on, I come on, I give you the best podcast you've ever had. Iowa people are sending me notes, geez, we thought you were an ass, but you're a great guy. But and that's what happens with me. Because on Twitter, I can't be an ass. There's no question, but I thought, you know what? Screw you punk, screw you, i come on. And, and then, I don't know if it was before or after, I can't remember, but then he gets knocked out in a bar uh, because he did that thing where, you know, you, you put your phone in someone's face when you're in a hassle and some dude said, yeah, you want to put your phone in my face? Bam. Of course, everybody said he got sucker punched. Maybe he did, but don't go to the wrong bar with the wrong phone in the wrong guy's face on the wrong night. I mean, and I don't forget slights. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm like MJ that way. I am. And I don't apologize for it. it's who I am. I mean, look, I made it to Indiana University to play basketball because I freaking compete. I made it to the best announcer at ESPN because I compete. This is the fastest growing show on the Internet because I'm going to compete. And when you slight me, I don't forget. I'm sorry. I do not forget. I'll take everybody's crap. I'll take it. I didn't say a word. Hell, I left West Virginia. We had a hassle last week. I didn't say a word about West Virginia for about twenty years. I don't. I didn't say a word for twenty years, and then they started coming at me. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So these punks come at me. Hey, well, you you look ridiculous going after twenty five year olds. Okay, let me ask you this: At what point are people fair game? At what point? What, you got me? 50? What, 25 is too young, too old? How about this? I told my kids, you ever get in a Twitter beef with an adult, I'm not paying for your college. I ain't doing it. You can't. Good for you. I ain't paying for your college. So these little punks say, oh, well, you know, uh, we, 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 you, you, I don't even know what they said. This guy, Bohannon, came at my family. Now, anybody that knows me, knows me. I am all about family. Sure, I got divorced, but I got a great relationship with my ex-wife. I got a great relationship with Lee's ex-husband. And we are with her mother-in-law and our whole family here at Harvard. So I don't want to hear it. And once he went to my family, you know what? I said, all gloves are off. It's all off. Screw your little uh, camp-doing ass. I got a camp. Yeah, great. Yeah, great dude begs me to come on his podcast. I spend an hour. I'm a busy man. I got nothing, but, uh, I got everything going on. And next week, Oh, remember doc, doc is an ass and this little clown, but you know what? Millennials are millennials. They're, they're who, you know, you you know who they are. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it anymore. The corn folk are all angry. They're all up in arms. We're going to have a bunch of mean tweets for the end of the week when I come back on Friday. And that's that, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. well, How old you got to be? You can't talk. I like Ron Harper Jr. He had a three to go beat uh, Purdue when Purdue was number one. Who's whining, Doc? It's don't tweet garbage like this. But when you see me in person, it's handshakes and how's dad. Miss me with all that. That's what Ron Harper said. Yeah, I met him five years ago, uh, three years ago. I worked at ESPN. No, we did it last year. I don't know what these dudes are on. I don't know what they do with their free time. But I haven't seen a, a Big Ten basketball game or called with it three years, two years. It's a uh, miss me with that. What is that? What, what, what is that? I, I know it's, it's cool guy talk. I, that kicked my ass. He did. He kicked my ass. Then I kicked it the next year. Knight put me in the last few minutes of the game to slow his ass down. I did. We won the game. Uh, Tony Smith says, I mean this in the most disrespectful way possible. You're generally the worst person on Twitter. I feel bad for people that follow you because they have to see your BS every day. I don't disagree with that, but I'm the best person in real life. All right. I got a bunch to get to today, J-Bo. Hey, let's get Frank Kaminsky on. Both of those guys, this dude, j gets knocked out in a bar because he does this little thing with his phone. You know how guys do that? They instigate, and then they videotape you. And they're going to put it on social media. Well, Bohannon did that, and bam. And then, of course, Kaminsky chickened out, punked out, was a coward, and he had to go on a tour. Yeah, <laughs> He was on Dan Patrick the next day. Well, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler, whoever he punked out, uh, well, he's a friend of mine. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, okay just telling you. I'm just telling you. I take slights person. That's who I am. 350 million people on this earth. We aren't all the same. I take them personal. We'll be right back. Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. All right, Bobby Barack is America's conscience. You read him, you know him, you love him. He is blowing up all across the world of news. And he should, because he's the only one that has the stones to call it out. Bobby, I've been losing my mind on this and you wrote a great column about it. Now we've gotten to the point where the press secretary, liberals, Democrats, and especially our president can just look us in the eye, lie to us, And it's okay, Bobby, you wrote about it. Give me your thoughts.
3: Yeah, first of all, Dan, I appreciate you having me. It's been a while. Um, I've been fascinated by the topic of division and what divides us because we hear so much as left versus right, Republican versus Democrat, black versus white, religious versus non-religious. I don't quite believe that. I think it's much deeper than that. I believe we're ultimately divided by the truth, meaning we're divided between the truth's between those who believe the truths they're supposed to believe and those who do not. You mentioned President. Um, Just a week and a half ago, he went on stage and said that white supremacy is the greatest domestic terrorist threat to our nation. Well, what proof is there of that? We keep hearing that from Biden, Democrats, the corporate press, people on Twitter. Where's the proof? There's no statistics that back that up. And quite honestly, It's pretty telling that when Biden keeps saying this, he doesn't actually mention any data points to support his claim. However, even though that's not true because there's no data to say that white supremacy is the greatest threat to the homeland, people actually believe that. A Gallup poll showed that in 2008, nearly all black and white Americans thought racial tensions were mostly a thing in the past. We were all getting along. Then what happened in 2008? Barack Obama got elected and told people to feign outrage over race, and that number plummeted by some 20%. It actually um, increased when Trump was in office. People actually were less concerned about race, and over the past two and a half years, that number has once again skyrocketed. Why? Because the people in charge, be it politicians, social media influencers, or media members, are telling the country to ignore what they see and spew outrage over race. And you have to think, why are they doing this? Why are the people who lead us, who are elected and profiting off us, why are they trying to divide us based on the truth? Well, damn. I don't like cliches. I think cliches are lazy. But there's one old adage that I do believe, and that is divide and conquer, which means essentially if you create dissent between subordinates and the oppositions, they cannot unify against those in charge. Thus, the people in charge continue to gain unilateral power. So the longer we, the people hate each other, debate with each other, and despise one another, the less we can focus on the people in charge. And that's why we're so divided, because the people who control the message have used deceit to make us not like one another and debate with one another, and quite frankly, hate one another, which is what's going on all across society on all levels right now.
1: You know what is ironic? The lie started early. Joe Biden said anything that happens, I will take blame for. We are not going to blame others. And every time that dude opens his Twitter page, he's blaming someone else. Every time he opens his mouth, he's blaming someone else in direct uh, opposition to what the hell he said from the get go in the campaign
3: yeah you're, you're absolutely right and let's just go back to his inauguration about lowering the temperatures and wanting to hear one another and love one another. I believe his <laughs> quote he's done the exact opposite and it's not just race. I hope people can read the column and go through um let's talk about uh, the Durham report, for example. I mean just last week, the long-awaited Durham report came out and pretty much confirmed that Donald Trump did not collude with Russia to rig the election in 2016, but instead that the FBI worked as a disinformation shop for Hillary Clinton. They tried to rig the election for her. So now all of a sudden, damn, we have half the country believing that Trump rigged the election on behalf with Russia, and the other half believes the FBI rigged the election for Hillary. So you have two narratives and only one truth, and the truth is not the one the media, the FBI, and politicians tell us to believe. Now, consider that. One side of the country is still believing a lie because just last week, the FBI and Eric Swalwell and MSNBC, ABC, and CNN— all told them to believe that lie. That is where the axis starts. People believe the truth they're supposed to believe, while the other half of the country is skeptical of the people in charge, and they believe their own truth, which by and large, as we learned during COVID, is more likely than not often the truth.
1: Bobby, I'm going to play a video of Howard Stern back in the day, and I got to get your reaction to where Howard Stern is now. You wearing panties? hmm What do you wear, a thong or mm-hmm. you oh, do? Yeah.
2: How you looking that? I don't know. You know how you I don't look. Know what day? That's right. <laughs> you say something first of all. Your breasts are incredible. No, are they they're talking? not.
3: They're really not. They're no, they're normal. But when thank when you. you
2: walk down, you down have the some state. people on here with incredible. <laughs> <breasts>. <laughs> when you start doing that moaning, that uh uh, what's going through your head when you do Sex. that? Uh, oh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: I can see
2: now. Yeah, and then I can see why you're moaning. Ooh, yeah, you got a nice stomach. Well, it's
1: that's what I true, dig. Through. Okay, so I wasn't gonna pander that
2: hard. No, that's fine. What you're wearing. is my own decision. Mm-hmm. Wait, just stand there for a second. Let me look at you. Your body's hot. Power? I would do a lot to that. Power. I could make you see things. Howard? Yeah.
1: Did you breastfeed your son? Oh, that must have been unbelievable. <laughs> that
3: wasn't
1: unbelievable. I was like 19. You must have had so much milk. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. How much milk? And I said, you. and I'll, I'll, I'll repeat what I said earlier, that I, the way you dress and stuff, I don't think you're aware that you're a heavyset woman. That's what I said.
0: I know I'm big woman, so what?
1: So I was guessing your weight, and I was going to say to you today, can you please get on the scale, and then we'll have an over-under. That's all? No. Why not? Why not?
0: I'm not going to get on the scale if you want to weigh me.
1: Yeah, that was Howard Stern when he was making his money, getting the hundreds of millions of dollars from Sirius XM Radio. Not quite the Howard Stern right now, Bobby. You talked about it. You wrote about it. Give me your thoughts.
3: He yeah, had Dan. So I saw this last week. and I saw a bunch of people saying, is SiriusXM going to fire Howard Stern? Is he going to apologize? Is he going to donate money to a feminist cause? And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? I saw it was from that video. So it's fascinating because that's the Howard Stern that I used to think was the most interesting voice in media. I mean, he was hilarious. He, he didn't play by any rules. And now he upholds the very rules he used to rail against. I mean, you saw Howard Stern there. I mean, he's exact opposite now than what he was then. I mean, now you hear him still railing against COVID. He won't even go to a New York Knicks game. They offered him front row seats, and he said, I can't go because I might catch COVID. I mean, this is three years later. I mean, this is 2023, and he still can't go to a Knicks arena. But Howard Stern's evolution from the bravest, most courageous man in media to such a stooge and simp for big media and big government, it's really fascinating. Um, but I saw so many people outraged about that clip. I mean, it didn't outrage me at all. I actually thought, oh, that's why we all used to love Howard Stern. That's why Howard Stern used to be, as he called himself, the king of media. So while most people are outraged by that clip, to me that just shows what made Howard Stern once so great and how far he has fallen. Because I actually turned on his show about two weeks ago, and Dan he spent twenty minutes complaining about his life and the stress he has to go through and how much he fears the country is falling apart and how racist we've become. Really? Howard Stern is spending 20 minutes talking about the fall of America and how these rogue conservative maggots, as he calls them, is threatening the very democracy? I mean, the Howard Stern of today would have been a leading bit of the Howard Stern we just played in that video.
1: You know, I turned it on. I just drove nine hours uh, to and from Arkansas with my wife. And her stern has gotten me through many hours. His um, his interview with Chris Rock, going back a couple years, got my wife and I literally two, two and a half hours of entertainment driving to North Carolina. But here's what he was doing. He was talking about Dylan Mulvaney. And he was talking about, and he got it all wrong. And Robin, who is the best wingman in the history of, you know, no since question. Ed McMahon, they all got it wrong. They were talking about, well, why does anybody care if you're transgender? No, oh, he cares if Dylan Mulvaney's transgender. Don't mock women. See, how has Howard Stern, I think Howard Stern knows that his past, certainly during the Me Too movement, you know, he went in blackface. He did those things on TV and radio every day. Could have gotten him axed, could have gotten him canceled. I think, and let me ask you, I think he jumped the shark over here So that, man, look at me. No, 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 I've changed. I'm not going to get attacked because now I'm on your side.
3: Yeah, no question. So what you pretty much described is he's now self-censoring himself, which a lot of people do, including Jimmy Kimmel. So what they're pretty much trying to do is – because the mob comes for everybody eventually, you want to be able to have enough on your resume to say, hey, look, I've made amends for that. You can't cancel me for this because, look, I stood up for Dylan Mulvaney or I called Donald Trump or Joe Rogan a racist. So you're absolutely right. He's now self-censoring. That way, when some slight journalist comes to him and says, hey, what about your racist past? He can say, well, look at the past three years. I'm no longer that guy. That's a very astute analysis because it's so true. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel's doing the same thing. You turn on his late night show. I know nobody really watches it now, but he is trying to make amends for what he did on the man show with Adam Carolla. But I thought he was one of the more um, hilarious figures. I just didn't care about what anybody thought. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what's going on now. And I do want to make one more point. Um, you mentioned Stern saying, well, why does anybody care about Dylan Mulvaney? Why are people so mad at Bud Light? See, here's what people have missed. People aren't mad that Bud Light partnered with Dylan Mulvaney. They're mad about what it symbolizes. And that is the appropriation of gender, particularly the appropriation of the female gender. That's why people are outraged and switching beers. It's not necessarily because, oh, they got involved with Dylan Mulvaney for a can that's not even sold. It's that Bud Light put... Put their name on a cause that has threatened so many women, not only mentally, but just physically, because what it's doing by erasing them in sports and psychologically. Um, So that's the real cause here. And Howard Stern had nobody on his show to push back. But I reject the cause that people are mad about Dylan Mulvaney. They're mad about what it symbolizes when Bud Light supported him.
1: Well, I I want to stay with that for a second. The Bud Light um, protest hit a nerve. And I think it hit a nerve because it was a direct attack on the biggest population in this country. Right. Right. White males. Oh, it's too fratty. All right. Um, Jack Daniels did this ball back. Didn't really stick. Target is doing it now. People are talking about it. Target had a big meeting. Um, Nike's done it. Adidas is d- doing it. Why the Anheuser-Busch? Why do you think that's stuck? And these others are kind of floating around.
3: Well, I think so. I think a couple of things here. I think we got to take it step by step. So, Dan, who controls the messages? The government, media apparatus, and what I would say are influence. But the common man still can, controls corporate America because they control the results. So, Bud Light and Anheuser Busch can send this message, but if the common man, blue collar workers, reject it, all of a sudden that initiative fails. So, the Bud Light fiasco really shows who still has the power. We might not control the message, but we do control the end results of if a, if initiative and if a corporate America product works. So that's point number one. But asking why this is stuck more than, say, Target or other brands, maybe Nike, well, I think it's because accessibility, right? There are so many different beer brands. It's much easier to go to Coors or some other type. I don't even know all the types. It's a little harder to um, protest and reject other products. But I do think we've seen it um, because I would go a step further, take away retail. Um, I mean, the country has rejected most of these causes. I mean, look what happened to award shows, late night TV, the NBA during 2020 when they put Black Lives Matter on the court, CNN, um, ESPN. We've seen over the past five, six years, when a major corporation tells the majority of the country they're wrong, they need to atone for their past, that you know they need to understand the new way, the country has mostly rejected. None of these woke causes, if you will, have been successful. I think Bud Light is just the tip of the iceberg, but um, I've seen it happen all the way back to, say, 2015, when I think people started to reject this idea that America is fundamentally evil and that, you know, with the frat boys and the white people and the males and the straight people have all been privileged and they need to atone for that. I think the country has made it pretty clear. We don't want to hear that from corporations. We don't want to hear that from the brands we consume. And we definitely don't want to hear it from the venues that we used to turn to for entertainment.
1: Uh, last thing, I didn't even touch base with you. ESPNers are mad. Pat McAfee's coming on when they're laying folks off. I'll give ESPN this, Bobby. They're in the business of drawing eyes. They're in the business. They're not in the business of appeasing. You know, unlike Target, who is appeasing, or unlike Nike and all these ridiculous, I give ESPN credit here. Yeah, they're laying off people. Yeah, they're cutting. But they understand McAfee draws eyeballs. I really don't want to hear it. I'm an ex-ESPNer. I don't want to hear it because I think McAfee's going to do what he's supposed to do, and that's sell product, move product, and get eyeballs.
3: Yeah, and I don't know who actually is complaining. I mean, was it L. Duncan, Bomani Jones, people (laughs) who keep on failing, who are bothered that McAfee's now in the same locker room? You're absolutely right, Dan. So, um, look, I'm personally not a huge fan of McAfee, but it's um, indisputable that when it comes to actual ratings and drawing power, I would argue he is the second biggest draw in sports media after Stephen A., maybe third behind Colin Coward. So I agree with you. I give ESPN credit because McAfee is exactly what ESPN hasn't been able to do since Stephen A., which is create a superstar. See, ESPN used to be able to build all these stars, from Dan Patrick to Keith Olbermann to Chris Berman, Stuart Scott, Bill Simmons, Stephen A. Well, they can't do it anymore. All the people that they've tried to make stars, from Bomani to Mina Kimes to Sarah Spain to Max Kellerman to Kendrick Perkins, none of this worked. The, the viewers don't like any of these people. So ESPN finally calculated, said, hey, we're, we're failing here. Let's go buy the biggest star in the market. And that's Pat McAfee. And kudos to them because they got it done. And I do believe there are a lot of people at ESPN upset about it. But honestly, I don't think ESPN should care because McAfee is probably more valuable than all of the people behind the scenes complaining.
1: There's no question. And Bobby, I'm glad you wrote about that. Yeah, I think it was you, you wrote about that McAfee now, you know, they're buying stars as yeah. opposed to developing and you're, right. you're thousand percent right. Keep doing the fight. Don't ever give up on Bomani Jones and those idiots. Just don't stop going at them. Thank you, Bobby. Hey,
3: Dan, I just want to thank you. I mean, look, there's so few places. We talked about the truth. There's so few outlets, podcasts, TV shows, radio shows that actually allow people to dive in deep in issues and just tell the truth and ask questions. Um, it's so rare now. So the fact that you create a platform, people can do that props to you. And um, it's really appreciated um, from me. And I think a lot of people.
1: Thanks. And OutKick has given us all that, and I'm just blessed to work here. I don't say blessed very often outside of church and with my kids, but I think I'm you know, pretty blessed. Bobby, thanks, my friend. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Dan. Telling you, man, there, there are so few people that will do what Bobby does. Bobby has sack. You know, the Dawkins family motto is sack up. We don't forget slights. Hey, we'll defend women. Hey, we'll defend kids. We'll defend what's right and what's wrong. I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes, of course. But I'll tell you this. You know, a guy says, well, you're the worst human being on Twitter. Yeah, maybe so, but I'm the best human being in real life. Hell, my mother-in-law likes me. Yeah. See, she's right there saying, yeah, she does. She told Lee when she first met me, you better hang on to this guy. Now, Lee was jacking around with me a little bit, making it a little too hard, you know. But that's all That's all in the past. <laughs> But, yeah, we do not forget slights ever, ever. I don't want to hear it. I I don't want to hear it. All right, let's get into a couple more things. i got to get to the YouTube chat. The YouTube chat is always pumping. Uh, Shout out to my friend Sean Black. His team lost last night in the baseball regionals in Ohio or the semi-states. I'm not sure which one it is. Shouts. To him, uh, everyone love Dockage or you'll or firstborn will get shingled <laughs> See, I think we should do a show. Friday's show is going to be all American. It's going to be about a America. I think we should do a show uh, where Ryan just puts on stuff underneath everything I say. Like Dockage is blatantly lying here or he puts up something, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Put up whatever you want. Just all day long. Random stuff. Look, we're going to have some fun around here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> How about my man Lick says, my daughter is a psycho. His daughter, not mine. And she hangs out with other psychos. Don't treat your daughter badly. Get to the YouTube chat. It is rocking. It is rolling. It is raucous. It is fired up. All right. A couple of other things in Deportes. I got to tell you. I, I, I got to tell you, uh, I don't know what I would be doing. Somebody asked me in the YouTube chat, what would you be doing if you were the Denver Nuggets? I, I don't know. Look, you, you don't, you know, I mean, if Jokic, my Serbian brother, is drinking Shlivo and hanging out, you got a problem. You don't want to be doing that, but you got all kinds of time. What are you doing? I don't have the answer to that. I don't. I wish I did, but I don't as a coach, man, that's a hard thing. You don't play, no matter what happens, no matter what, you don't play till June 1st. You know, June 1. Hey, did you see this? I am a subscriber, like, to everything. In fact, Lee and I, a year ago, went through all of our different subscriptions. I don't know if you've done this and just got rid of stuff. Like, I was subscribing to Gannett, a newspaper organization that I hate because when my son was at Ohio State, Gannett, the newspaper, the dispatch, I got rid of that. Did you see this? HBO Max, I'm not sure I have this right because I have HBO Max, is rebranding to Max for some reason. Let's see the tweet here. I, I don't know the reason, but I know this. Following HBO Max, we will now become local only. All the local, none of the four. They really look like before after they got swapped. Like, what is it? There's loco. oh, man, what are we doing? Like, okay, I'm for you. Like They showed, like, they're going to have friends. I think it's their attempt to be Peacock, but I don't know what the difference is. Peacock's got 30 Rock and other shows, and Peacock is going to have, like, uh, Notre Dame games last year, that kind of thing, so maybe that's what they're doing. They say it does not affect – I see the ad all the time when I'm watching Succession – it does not affect your – Uh, at all, if you have a subscription to HBO Max, which I have. It's one of the subscriptions that I kept. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm in. I'm good. But you tell me, I got to go to YouTube. Does anybody understand? I assume it's to become like, all right, HBO Sports are going here. They're going to drive more traffic to the streaming site. I assume they're going to do What ESPN is trying to do, I assume they're going to do, as I said, you know, you're going to see Big Ten basketball, I told you this, a lot of Big Ten fans out there, you're going to see Big Ten basketball on Peacock, not on ESPN anymore. It's one of the reasons I left ESPN, because I knew where this was headed. And I knew I was viewed as their NB or uh, uh, Big Ten guy. So I'm like, wait a second. You know, the people that I know at ESPN, some of the higher ups told me, go, Dan, this is what's happening. So you're going to see this. Higher ups should not be involved. Uh, everybody should go to Loco Four, whatever that is. I don't care, but it's a cool can, I think. I don't know. I, I, I think it's awesome. I understand it too. With the rebrand of HBO Max is simply just Max. David Zoslov has confirmed he will be rebranding the Sopranos to the big mafia show. New audience thinks Sopranos is a show about singers. So we're really trying to refocus the optics. That's pretty good. No, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but I know this, I got it. As long as succession comes on, as long as Barry comes on, uh, Your Honor comes back. Uh, what's the other one I like? Harry Perry Mason. As long as they're on, I'm cool. But this really did befuddle me. I wouldn't befuddled. Hey, did you see Peyton and Eli? i give you, I give you credit. You know, I'm okay with Peyton. I think Peyton's fine. I would like to know who in the Emmys actually won by merit, not just being, you know, hey, with Peyton. Hey, guys. Yeah, huh. Uh, I went fishing. Oh, (laughs) Peyton, you killed me. Yeah, you know, uh, me and Eli, we went over and got a new sweatsuit. Oh, Jesus, he's funny. And that noted racist and hater Ryan Clark won an Emmy for Best Analyst. Look, I got to tell you, there is absolutely nothing Ryan Clark does that's best. That's a diversity thing if I've ever seen one. Maybe not. Uh, By the way, ladies and gentlemen, yes, JPG, my man Vince won us all some scratch. On the Preakness. I text him, I said, Vinny, you are the man. He'll be back for the Belmont, we'll put it out there for you because that's just what they do, we do. No, I'm not in the closet, I'm at Harvard's graduation. Went to an unbelievable party last night with the lovely Tegan Shaw, who is graduating, her friend Megan Welsh, Lee, myself, it was a big spread. Tomorrow, by the way, we got Bonetti. Or Friday, we got Bonetti. Next up, the 9 o'clock hour. It's the 10 o'clock hour, nummies. What the hell are you talking about? It's the 10 o'clock hour here. 10, not 9, 10. DS. DS. All right, gun show. Gun show got a lot. I got to ask you all the YouTube chat. Answer me this. Uh, Will you answer me this? Is Saudi Arabia becoming in vogue in sports? Is this like a, are we having a Saudi Arabia takeover? I'm going to show you a video from Jake Paul that I'm I'm confused by, the gun show. You got to stay for the gun show. We never forget a slight. That's our motto. We'll be right back. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me Across the Outkick Network. It's the gun show. Yeah, it's the gun show. (laughs) Mike. Gunzelman, what is going on? I'll let you riff before I get into Peyton and Eli, because I know you always bring it with energy. What do you got? Just off script. What do you got?
4: We got, listen, we've got the best of the fun stuff and we got some serious stuff as well. We got the Saudis taking over China which we'll get to in a couple minutes you do not want to miss this because nobody's talking about it and I'm gonna I'm gonna break it all down for everybody out there this is a huge topic that I guarantee the sports world is gonna be talking about we'll get to that but let's kick it off with some fun stuff let's let's ease into the seriousness Dan right let's start with some fun stuff with uh you know a little a little bit of brotherly love if you if you would you know a little bit of brothers ripping at each other the sports Emmy Awards happened this past week Uh, And you had Eli and Peyton Manning. And, uh, you know, Peyton Manning ended up winning one of the sports semis. But of course, Dan, as you and the viewers know, that's only one half of the Manning cast. That's one half of the wrestling tag team. What about the other half? What about Eli? So Eli decided to send out a tweet and throw a, throw a little bit of shade at his older brother to tell his all time. Dan, I know that you've got an older brother. Have you ever felt that way that he got all
1: the attention and that you never did? But do you ever do, do you ever deal with that? No, we make fun. My, my brother, my older brother, younger sister, my younger sister's husband, my older brother's wife, all agree. I was the favorite. I was treated better than anybody. I got all the attention. You know why? because my name was in the paper and I got the family tickets to Indiana basketball games <laughs> when I played go. there and I coached there, Mike, they will tell you, I make fun of it at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Look, mom, you can tell people I'm your favorite. We all know that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, I, and who could blame her? I, I, you know
4: all what? I, this. I, I do. I do agree with that. So essentially you had the skill set, and what we're seeing now is, is Peyton Manning about ready to take that ball. Bo- Oh, and run it across the end zone on a little bit of a quarterback sneak right now because, you know, it's supposed to be Eli and Payton. And throughout Eli e- Eli's life, of course, he is a Hall of Famer himself, but, uh, you know, barely based on the Giants-Patriots uh- David Tyree catch, but that's a whole different other story. But yeah, Peyton, Peyton ended up winning the sports semi by himself for outstanding personality as well as event analyst. And, uh, you know, Eli just said, you know, what are you winning this for? All you do is tell coaches when they should take timeouts. So a little bit of playful ribbing right there. Uh, manny cast had another successful year, uh, kind of for anybody who doesn't want to watch kind of the stale, boring type of, uh, broadcast that we've come to, uh, to learn about throughout the years, but uh, listen, a little brother, little brother on brother, you know we'll see what happens there. But Pey- Peyton Manning, by the way, is an absolute star. We saw him do the CMA Awards with Luke Bryan. He is becoming that. He's hosted Saturday Night Live. He is taking things to the next level.
1: Do you think he deserved that award, or do you think he got it because is he the best game analyst? No, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, no, of course not. Why did he do it? Because they know
4: exactly <laughs> their bread and butter. Yeah, you know, you got to hes the hottest thing right now. You know, Peyton Manning is—you can't say anything wrong about Peyton right now. He's—I mean—so uh, you want to be on his good side. So whoever the voters are, the sports Emmy people, even though I don't agree with half of what they voted for, uh, they know what they're doing here. They're either pandering to a certain crowd or they're pandering to a certain athlete. Peyton, listen. I think I like Peyton Manning. He's never done anything wrong, wrong with me, but uh, wrong to me, I should say. But no, he's absolutely not the best game analyst. Are, are you kidding me? He's fun, though. He's entertaining. He does a tremendous job. But no, he's not. He's not the best right now. No.
1: Yeah, it's like, you know, Ryan Clark is the best studio host. OK, he's better than Charles Barkley. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, he's not even in the top 100. But hey, look, uh, it is what it is. You mentioned pandering. I say it all the time. Pandering Happens. I wonder who actually. Again, I don't want to. I wonder who actually got Emmys based on merit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, based yeah. on merit, who got a damn Emmy?
4: It's uh. Yeah. There's always. I mean, they always say that about the the, the voting and who who the people are behind the voting. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting because you know even Aaron Rodgers. Remember, he was uh you know up for MVP last year, and you literally had one of the voters say that they weren't going to vote for his on air play. And, you know, how, how he uh, right. on field play, I should say, because of his vaccine status. So you even had a voter right there who wasn't able to separate it, which is completely wrong there, because you're voting for Aaron Rodgers for what he does on the field has nothing to do with what he does off the field. Have you heard of Ty Cobb? I mean, like, have you gone through all these people? You can't, talent is talent, regardless what you personally might feel about them. But the Emmy Awards seem, or I know these awards show, you know what they are. There's a reading, there's a reason that their ratings are abysmal and keep falling year after year, regardless of what award show it is. It's because it's pathetic and it's wrong and uh, nobody really gives a damn.
1: <laughs> I'm ready to be called whatever is you want to call me. But, you know, I'm so with you on that. Peyton Manning says, duh, the entire city of Indianapolis goes oh, son man, He's so damn funny. I can't think. Peyton yeah. And Ryan Clark, that's just straight pandering. Uh, yeah. That's all that is. So call me an is. Do whatever you'd like. I don't care. Awful <laughs> announcing. Go come get me. You want. I don't care. But I look, <laughs> if you don't think that was, I, I can't help you. All right. Uh, Pete up. I don't know if you know this, but I was the only analyst at ESPN that knew this. When you see a basketball shot and it sticks, it happens almost every game. It sticks on the back flange of the rim and goes in. That's because in 2004, two-something, PETA got mad at the composition of basketballs, changed the basketball to a really soft basketball. It affected the scoring by over a point a game. I said it on the air, my producer, my director are losing their mind. You can't say stuff that isn't true. I said, Dudes, look it up. Wow. Look it up. Wow. So now, so I've always had this thing with PETA, right? Yeah. So PETA now is concerned because a couple of birds got Randy Johnson. In- <laughs> they got RJ. <laughs> you know, they got RJ. They got no. Birds out of the field. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, Dan, I know one of your favorite songs growing up was The Bird is the Word. Bird, 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 bird. The bird's a word. The bird, 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 bird. Bird. bird is a bird. Yeah. <laughs> well, the bird was definitely the word this past week in Major League Baseball because not only did you lose one, but we had two dead birds on the playing field. RIP to the birds out there. Uh, the most recent first one happened when uh one of the pitchers was warming up, threw a curveball, not even a fastball, but a curveball, and it nailed the bird, and uh he fell to his demise uh to, to the feather world, also known as the nether world, if you would. And then the other one was this uh, Guardians outfielder Will Brennan hit the ball and smoked a bird. Oh my gosh! But the best part is, so Peta hates me. Peta absolutely hates me. I've been on a crusade against Peta. I think. Listen. Animal rights is great. Like, you know, like, like, if you want to believe in that, that's completely fine. I don't think we should be skinning cats and dogs. Like, that's terrible. But it's when you take it to that next level, and PETA's done that. They've gone beyond just being a, uh, uh, like, oh, we care about animals, into you are wrong if you eat meat. You are wrong if you eat fish, where they're, like, deliberately trying to shut down family-owned businesses and restaurants because they might serve meat and fish and whatnot. Like, that's wrong. Like, you're taking people down. That's completely wrong for that. But, long story short. Because when Randy Johnson did it about 20 years ago, PETA tried suing Randy Johnson. When he threw that fastball, nailed a bird, decimated it, obliterated it, exploded all over the infield. PETA tried suing Randy Johnson 20 years ago, before they're as massive as they are now, for animal Cruelty. and the fact that we have two dead birds in less than a week, I you just know they're going to be protesting. These are the same psychopaths that tried that uh, that wrote to Major League Baseball to change the term bullpen because ah! it was offensive to bulls. I kid you not. It's right. It's right in there. They've written to Roger Goodell in the NFL to get rid of the term to tell their broadcasters to stop using the term horse collar tackle because it's offensive. This is what you're dealing with. This has gone way beyond protecting the cats and the dogs and the chickens. This has now gone into like infiltrating all aspects of life. So PETA hates me. And they're also about to hate major league baseball.
1: Hey, let's show the Randy Johnson one. I think we have the Randy Johnson video here. you don't have to put any audio on it. Mike and I will talk over it. But yeah. honest to God, you're going to sue Randy Johnson. By the way, I got a great story about Randy Johnson's girlfriend when he played in Indianapolis. She used to, when he went on the road, come down and see Double D. Uh, just oh, saying okay. down in Bloomington. But I digress. I digress. You yeah, 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 want a real digress. Hall of Famer, pal. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Oh, maybe they got married. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Right. But, uh, all right.
4: <laughs> That's why, yeah. No, so yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's just, what are the odds though? I mean, if Pete really going to get upset about that, the odds of a bird flying at that exact moment of all the places in the world, when a ball is getting hit or pitched can't make it up. Can't make it up. But listen, they need something. What's their latest outrage? This week, it's going to be major league baseball. But Will Brennan, the pit, the, the, the Guardians uh, hitter that ended up killing the bird, went on Twitter and apologized to PETA that's where you're wrong you can't give in you can't apologize to them unless you really care that he killed a bird but like i think we all anyone with the brain understands that uh you didn't do
1: it intentionally you didn't do it on purpose well it's okay it's okay all right i'm gonna play this clip yeah from jake paul and you gotta explain to me i thought saudi arabia was like the enemy of the world i thought we're you know live to taught us bad can't go here's jake paul talking in so- I, what, I, what, Arabic, I guess. Uh, let's let's hear from uh, the UFC grade, I guess.
2: Oh.
3: And thank you to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia,
1: the Ministry of Sport, Prince
3: Khalid. Inshallah, I'll come back and get this W. Shukran for having me. All love.
4: What, what is that? What's going yeah. on? What we're seeing, Dan, is the fundamental selling out. All right, of uh, not only America, but uh, for for years it's been pandering. We've seen it from corporations and politicians. We see it to China. We see it to Saudi Arabia. But now it's infiltrated the sports world. So just a couple months ago, Jake Paul had one of the biggest boxing matches against Tommy Fury, who was uh, related to Tyson Fury, and they did it in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. They brought hundreds of millions of dollars over to the kingdom. Then afterwards. He's kissing up to them because he realizes it's a payday and he wants to go back there. And this is happening all across the globe. Dan, listen, I'm the first one that's been calling out China. Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, he is gutless. LeBron James is gutless they claim to care so much about human rights and will protest and complain here in america but then they willfully turn a blind eye when china does something over there okay and we know this time and time again because of the nike deals because the nba doesn't want to lose the tv deals in china they will willfully look the other way but dan it's not china it's the saudis that we really have to start paying attention to saudi arabia don't look now they are dropping hundreds of billions of dollars to try and remake their image they are willfully deceiving the american public and the sports world to say oh look at this we're going to spend billions upon billions of dollars on music and sports and entertainment so you don't pay attention to all the atrocities that we are doing all right are you aware that over in saudi arabia you cannot be lgbtq plus You cannot. It is against their law. It's against the cleric law. I cite stories in my recent OutKick piece of gay men being lashed 500 times and sentenced to five years plus in prison. So as much as we're infighting here these same people that are talking about you know how much America has issues and believe me we do have our own problems here for sure but then we'll spend or go overseas to Saudi Arabia and fund those people that is a double standard and it is wrong and I'm calling out the BS Dan because it should not go on and nobody's talking about it they are selling out for the Almighty Dollar. They hate America at certain points, but we'll have no problem going over there for a paycheck. And they need to be called out on it because we're directly funding one of the worst regimes in the world, Dan.
1: My wife's walking in trying to be quiet as she's bringing in groceries. But here, okay, let me throw something to you and let me see where you're at with this, Okay, This weekend, I was at the University of Arizona in the middle of the uh, Arkansas, excuse me. In the middle of the University of Arkansas, there is this beautiful fountain, Uh, artwork, beautiful grass area around it, beautiful artwork going up. I asked my wife, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you climb up to the top of it. She wasn't taking it. You know what I mean? Mike, I looked at the donor list. The first donor at the University of Arkansas is Sheikh somebody, 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 Saudi Arabia the second one was the government of oman i'm sitting here going wait a second it's everywhere it's at the university of arkansas come on it's uh, saudis like the chinese man they're everywhere and it's not just athletes that are taking their money right it's it's athletes and also sports leagues the infiltration's
4: been happening but now it's really gone into the broader sports world dan you know, China obviously has a huge NBA push right now. You know, they have the NBA in their pocket. They own Adam Silver. China owns Adam Silver hands down. Proven time and time again that is a fact. But well, look at what the Saudis have, okay? Because it's starting to happen overseas. It's coming over here. Obviously, we all know Live Golf. All right, dropping billions of dollars on Live Golf, but it goes beyond that. They have Cristiano Ronaldo, who's one of the greatest soccer players of all time. They just dropped and offered four hundred million dollars for Messi, who's the other greatest soccer player. So right there alone, I know soccer is not huge here, but you got to realize that they have both of the most popular athletes from an international realm. That's, that's, that's not a good thing. On top of that, they have a Formula One. They just bid $20 billion for ownership of Formula One. Luckily, they didn't get approved for it, but they, now they have their annual Formula One event. The WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment, does annual pay-per-views there, millions upon millions of dollars over there, and they just extended it through 2027. There's time and time again this is happening, Dan, and nobody's really talking about it. So my question to you is, is it only a matter of time? We know that the NFL has moved, uh, you know, has made a, uh, a big push to start doing more games over in Europe. They've done games in Germany now. It's an only a matter of time until the NFL goes the way that the NBA did with China, and we see an NFL football game in the next three to five years in Saudi Arabia, despite the fact that they are one of the worst countries and violators of human rights on the face of the globe. Yes, and why is no. that, Dan? I, well, I think it is, but why? Because of the almighty dollar. I would not be surprised if the NFL plays, uh, plays a game there. Absolutely not. And we're seeing it. I'll we're give you a, it why
1: I think so. And I'll give you why I don't think so. Okay. okay. Uh, Senator Burgess Owens. I'm sorry. Congressman Burgess Owens from Utah. A former NFL player. Came on my show. This is why I think you might be onto something. And said. And I couldn't believe this. That NFL is tapped out. In terms of money making here in the United States. That's why you see. Uh, London, and then now not expanding to Germany. So to your point, I could see that extending. I also go to Las Vegas. For years and years and years, Las Vegas was taboo for the NFL, NBA, NCAA. Hell, there were five five conference tournaments in Las Vegas during the basketball right. conference tournament season, five. <laughs> so to your point, money sells I could see what you're saying. Those are the points for it. Money we know always sells, but I got to believe that the NFL has to be smarter than because of where it's going. No, No, to say, all right, this is the one thing, the one thing where we could lose. The momentum, the dominance that we have doing something like that. You're not buying that, huh? No, b- no, because look at everything else wow. that the Saudis have
4: done, and they're only gonna get bigger for it. All right. They put they put in a bid for the 2030 World Cup. They've got Formula One, they got Jake Paul boxing over there, yeah. they've got UFC fighters over there. You have the World Wrestling Entertainment, which is supposed to be for kids. The, the female wrestlers can barely even wrestle over there. The women wrestlers, because they have to wear full Full garments over there. They're, it's going against the, the the exact principles, all because of that. And I know we have a clip of this, just to give an example that you know the the, the 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 sports fan can relate to. So when the Lib Golf deal came down, Rory McElroy went off on Phil Mickelson. He went on off on the Lib Golf. How could you do this? This is wrong. Look at his complete 180. Listen to Rory Rory McIlroy says, and focus on the money talk that he says rory says that upon further review if they're willing to spend the money for the good of the sport then i then i think it's a good thing so he did a complete 180 he's seeing all the money that's being spent he initially called out the saudis and he goes well you know what if they're gonna throw in the money then uh you know to promote the sport to promote the agenda you know to bring more people to the sport then i guess it's good that is a sellout. That's Jake Paul. That's Roy Backward. These are big name people. Jake Paul is one of the biggest influencers in the world for the next generation, for millennials, for Gen Z. If he's up there, as you just played earlier, uh, you know, kissing up to the Saudis and be like, Thank you so much. Oh, we're not worthy, blah, blah, blah. That is a movement, and that is happening right now across the sports world. China's one thing. We all know China is uh has their issues, and we we, we know that's well documented, but Dan. The thing is, there's such, because the China-US American division has become so, It's we're all talking about it. We're all talking about, you know, the politicians are talking about it. We know about the TikTok ban. We know that. So right now, I don't see China as big of a threat in the sports world, maybe on the geopolitical realm. But the Saudis are the bigger threat because they have all the money. They're part of trying to redo this image of themselves, while at the same time, Dan, The same exact time as we're funding them, as these sports leagues are funding them. One more time, let me break down who the Saudis are. You are not allowed to be gay in Saudi Arabia. There's no LGBTQ plus rights in Saudi Arabia. They are the fifth largest arms manufacturers in the globe. All right. And on top of that, the G20, which is the 20 most important countries in the world. Last year, Saudi Arabia's economy grew the fastest out of all the top 20 countries in the world. And now you don't think that they are doing this as an influence to take over the sports world? They absolutely are. Nobody's talking about it. I explained it to you, Double D. It's happening. Don't be be blinded by the money and the shiny coins and the elaborate meals or whatever the Saudis are going to offer. China's one thing. We already know what we're dealing with with China. That's been called out now for for a while. We can't let China get away with this either. But the Saudis, nobody's talking about, and that's where the real money is. And they are going not just on the NBA like China. They're going all across the sports landscape, and it's coming. I truly believe the NFL will play a game there three to five years. Write it down. Absolutely.
1: Uh, He's not just a great head of hair, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) He's not just America's most handsome man. He is. The Gun Show. Mike, that was great, man. We got to get you on like all the time because you brought that. That was the fastest segment, the most interesting segment I've done in a long time. And I think we've had some interesting segments, not to be smirched others, but that was freaking awesome. Thanks, my friend. Awesome. Double D, have a great week. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. There he is. As my friend Mark Packer would say, off he goes. Off he goes. At the Guns, G-U-N-Z show. I got dang, He makes the points. He's right. He's right. I, I, I can't argue. Because one thing I believe, money freaking talks. I'm telling you, the NCAA looked at Las Vegas like it had three heads. Oh, my God, we can't ever play there. Oh, my God, five, five, five tournaments in Las Vegas. And I ain't mad about it. Look, I don't get mad about this stuff. I get mad more on personal level type stuff. I get mad about cowardice. I get mad about lying. I get mad about putting women... Uh, second to fake women. I get mad about children being groomed. I will get mad about this stuff. Look, when I saw Lee and I are standing at this fountain, beautiful fountain, great, beautiful. I mean, it's going, it's down, it's pristine. The water is awesome. It is gorgeous. And there's like a beautiful art sculpture going up. I don't know if I got pits or not because I'm sweating. But I go, Lee, I'll give you a hundred bucks. You uh, climb up that thing. Of course, she laughed at me and said, you're an idiot. No chance I'm doing that. But then I saw the plaque, the plaque, donation, first donation, sheik somebody, 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 somebody of Saudi Arabia. And I'm like, in everything we're doing, in everything. Look, I don't know. I do know this. If the Saudis said, hey, Dan, we want you to bring our show over here. And we're going to pay, you know, what do I make, 10 million a year doing this? If they're going to pay me 20 million a year. I might have to consider it. I do. I might have to consider it. That's how I look at the world that we live in. Seriously. Seriously. I uh yeah, no, I do. I I absolutely one thousand percent uh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Bro Bible, one of my favorites, is on my ass. That's good. This is awesome. You know what? uh, You know what? I I love it. I love it. Players, you want to be pros. You got me being pros. And guess what? You don't like being treated like pros. (laughs) Ha-ha! Oh, man. All right. When we come back, you know what it is? It's Wednesday. I need some comments from our YouTube chat. I need some comments. Something I can put on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't at me pickleball challenge. I'm in. Lee and I are in. That's what we got to have. I got T-shirts that are coming. We may have to set a date for anybody in and around Indy. We'll have a pickleball challenge, the Don't At Me Pickleball Challenge. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Uh, the bro Bible is on me. Dockage probably wishes he would have stayed silent. <laughs> not a chance. I never wish I would stay silent. Never. Ever. There isn't a damn thing that I've done in my media life that I say, oh, I wish I didn't say that. Hell no. No, no, no. I, look, you get hypo- you got hypocrisy, these players, NIL. There's no whining in NIL. There's none. There will be no whining in NIL. You know what, Rutgers, you don't like it. Former players don't like it. Do yourself a favor. Build up your NIL. I don't want to hear from former players like Ron Harper Jr. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Don't even want to hear it, even a little bit. Not even a skosh. Screw you. You wanted it. You got it. Don't whine about it when it adversely affects your program. There's a kid, Cam Spencer, left Rutgers, leading scorer at Rutgers. Oh, he left after the portal closed. But among the rules that the media and, of course, players wanted was what? If you're in your fifth year, you can leave anytime. He got a big offer. He's leaving. Ron Harper Jr.'s crying. Ain't no crying in NIL. There ain't no crying. None. Zero. Zip. Nada. None. Ain't no crying in pickleball. And there ain't no crying in NIL. And we never, ever, ever forget a slight. We're like MJ that way, baby. We're like MJ. Everybody talks about Michael Jordan's a bitter, nasty man because he's so competitive. That's who I am and have always been. Don't at me about it, people. Uh, It's true. Seriously. I don't give a damn. You can write all the crap you want to write about me. But these little whiny-ass guys... Doc absolutely embarrassed himself on Twitter. No, I didn't. No, of course it's embarrassing because anytime you go up against a 25-year-old, oh, my God, body bag. No, 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 Not even a little. Body bags. Yeah, okay. Body bags. Hmm. Okay. Some little 25-year-old. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. You got it. Hey, all right, you got to see this, what the hell. I don't know what award this is. I have no idea. But I know this, a dad jumps into a barbed wire trampoline. This makes me sick. Oh, jeez. Oh, you got to see this. You got to see this. Let's show it. All right. Awesome. Look at this, this is barbed wire. They po stick. So how are you jumping? Unless it hurt. Yeah? Yeah. All
3: right. Swanton, that's it. Three, two, one.
1: Oh, I can't watch. I I can't watch. Oh, Oh, I can't watch. Oh, shit. He's mangled his hair. I can't watch. I cannot believe that somebody would first have a barbed wire trampoline. Who has a barbed wire trampoline? Who has a barbed wire trampoline? And why are you jumping into it? What? What? That's horrible. A barbed wire trampoline, no. Apparently, we're gonna make everything cringeworthy. A man, well, you'll see this, a motorcyclist tries to show up. Yeah, it don't go well. Let's have a look here. It's unbelievable, the stuff that we're into. Look at this. Motorcycle tries to show up. He's attempting to race a Porsche. You know what's gonna happen here. There goes a Porsche. There goes a motorcyclist. Here we go racing, we're rocking, we're rolling, and we're off, here we go, <laughs> oh. look, it's one thing to race a Porsche, He's all right, and good for that What's guy, because he got up, it's one thing to race a Porsche, but you don't need, you absolutely don't need, 100% don't need, to do a wheelie, ever, 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 under no circumstances do you need to do a wheelie when you're trying to go really fast. I Look, we all did wheelies as kids on bicycles. That's one thing. But you're racing a Porsche on what, what they call it? What they, hey, Danny, he's riding a cross rocket. OK, he's got a cross rocket. And next thing you know, he flips over. He's on his backside, but thank goodness, that that guy survived. But I got to tell you, look at that bike. That bike like disintegrated. You know, I like this little deviance we've got out of us here. We, we've got a little uh, nastiness here on the show with the don't at me, or excuse me, with the uh, what the hell Wednesdays. Uh, how about this? This is traditional. Look at this guy. What's this? This is unbelievable. Would you ever think about doing this? First off, I wouldn't go into that water.
2: What the fuck?
1: (laughs) I don't know, man. Let's look at that again. Look at this. Woo! Woo! Baby. Man, oh man. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. The water is awful. The water is ridiculous. The water sucks. And this guy is jumping. I don't know. That's like a Bond movie. That's like, hey, man, look at this. Man. You know, one of the things that you look at when you're like used to be, there was more of these, I guess, you know, you got an outdoor hotel and you got like, you know, the 20th floor you're up there on and you always look down and you go, well, if I jump from here, I could make it into the water. And it's like, well, it's 20 feet out there. This guy made it into the water. So what's the upside of this? Well, I'll tell you the upside. The upside is he gets to be on our show. And who in the hell doesn't want to be on our show? Everybody. Everybody wants to be on our show. And this guy made it onto our show. So congratulations to him. I'm sure that it was worth every little piece of adrenaline that you had to jump that far and get into the water. You, my friend, are insane for going into that water. But you are also insane for even attempting or thinking about doing what you just did. But there are a lot of insane people. All right. Don't know why guys do this. Don't know why they do it. Never understand this. I'll live my whole life never understanding. Let's show this one. A golf ball, a tee, two guys, a package, standing in front of a driver. Let's show this one. I got to tell you, I'll never understand it. The guy is covering his package. The guy is sitting there in front of another guy who obviously, just by the way he stands, is not a very good golfer there is only one way this can go and that's bad what is it about dudes holding their packages in front of guys swinging a golf club can somebody explain to me what's going on here can somebody It, 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 explain it to me, seriously. Like, why would you do this? I wish I had, like, you know, Ryan and everybody in my ear that could talk on camera because somebody is gonna have to explain, like, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan, I would like for you to stand in front of me. We're gonna make a video of it. Uh, protect your packy with, by the way, you're protecting your packy with your hands. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, the golf ball goes screaming into your hands. You're going to break a hand. That's the best case when you're protecting your pack. Now you can get hit in the shin. You can get hit in the face. You can get hit in the other shin. You can get hit in the arm, the chest, the nose, the throat, whatever. You guys are unbelievable. Uh, you guys truly are unbelievable. It really is amazing to me how stupid adult men can be. All right, I'm going to go backwards here on a couple of things are you ready all right Michael Jordan I don't know if you saw this but get ready for this Michael Jordan just bought a car that can go 300 miles an hour yes he did he bought a car that can go 300 miles per hour Lee Ross 300 now I don't know what it cost him and I don't care it is now you guys will know this better than me It's a Roadster. I want to make sure I read this right. It's a Hennessy Venom F5, okay? It's a Roadster with an all-carbon fiber body. Now, it looks like he bought this thing from uh, XX12, so 23. That must be his place, right, 23. So that's the car. Jordan has a car that goes freaking 300 miles an hour. 300 that's it 300 god bless michael jordan god bless michael jordan uh trey turner is a there it is rich athlete buys expensive car no ryan you missed the point it's not the expensive car It's the fact that my man has a car that can go 300 miles an hour. Do you know that an Indy car on the back straight at the Indianapolis 500, it's an oval, but it's a weird oval because it's got really long straightaways. Did you know that they only go like 230 to 240 on the back straights, maybe 250, but it doesn't get over that? So, Michael, it's not a rich athlete buying a rich car. It's a rich athlete buying the fastest car. Oh, I don't believe that. I don't believe the 06C on XB can go 400. I don't buy that. I'll tell you this. The 77 Duster, 78, I think, Plymouth Gold Duster with a Cobra top, that thing could go 75 all day on the Indiana Turnpike. All day. All day. Day it can go, all day. Don't at me about it either. That bad boy, leave me a YouTube chat. What car did you have? How fast can it go? You know, back in the day, it still is. Trey Turner uh, is one of my favorite, favorite. There it is. Look at that bad boy. I think there's a coffin in the back. I do. A small coffin. But if you put down the seats, you can put dead bodies in there and just drive around town with dead bodies. That's all you got to (sighs) do. Oh, man. All right. Trey Turner during the World Baseball Classic, six games, five home runs, 11 RBIs. Trey Turner with the Phillies. Look at this. Four home runs, eleven RBIs in forty-six games. I don't give up on Trey Turner. You know why? Because every single time, every time that I went and watched—not went—the World Series, the and, uh, uh, the what is it? The National League Division Series, the National League Championship Series. Trey Turner's in it. Trey Turner's in it. That's it, Trey Turner is in it. So I am a big fan of Trey Turner, period. We need likes, we need subscriptions, we need all of that. Uh, Those of you that are interested in this, the Indy 500 coming up, man, uh, Stefan Wilson is gonna have surgery. He crashed the other day in practice. He's got a fractured vertebra. It's a nasty crash but he's going to have surgery. So there you go. Man, uh, horrible. I got to tell you, the drivers in IndyCar are freaking awesome. They're awesome. The drivers are in NASCAR are a pain to even get to talk. It's kind of flipped. It used to be NASCAR were the most accommodating guys and IndyCar was kind of foreigners you know, maybe a little bit of loof, make money overseas, come to Indy. No, 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 no. Indy Five Hundred is this weekend, first time in all international starting row. It was great theater. Graham Ray Hall, who is a fantastic. I'm going to get Graham Ray Hall on Monday, maybe. He's fantastic. He really is. He's just a good dude. I hope TV picks him up because he's fantastic on TV. He is. All right. Did you know this? The putt guy, the putt guy, Matt Arazia, is working out for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Now, he was on with Tommy the other day. He was on with Tommy. And, you know, at the end of it, a lot of people said he got screwed. A lot of people said he put himself in a stupid position, which a lot of college kids do. It's all good, but he is working out for the Jets. 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 See, the Jets aren't messing around. Robert Sala said there's like six to eight teams, and they include the Jets that could win the Super Bowl. The Jets are going all in. Like I think there. Is, I, I don't know this because I don't have the same intel, obviously, that an NFL team might have. But I think I just think that you're okay. Signing this guy, now that it has come out that San Diego State, his school, that the prosecutors have all exonerated him. In fact, I would argue, again, I don't know all the particulars, and maybe nobody does. You know, his side of it, other side, blah, 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 blah. But it seems to me that it would be, at least in the court of most public opinion, okay to sign this kid. Did he put himself in a dumb situation? Yes. Did he get falsely accused? Apparently. Apparently. I've said this before, and I'll say this again. It's a bad situation all the way around. It really is. It's a terrible situation. It is. But you know what? It is what it is. And by all accounts, again, unless there's information that I didn't see or he didn't discuss with Tommy uh, here on the Outkick Network, unless there's information that we've all missed, this dude, I think, should be okay to go play. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't be unless something else is there that the NFL says, no, 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 Hold on. Hold on. Let me ask you another question. So the Suns fire Monty Williams. Would you want Doc Rivers as the coach? It's Doc Rivers, Nick Nurse, a couple others, uh, a couple assistants, that kind of thing, for the Suns head coaching job. Would you want Doc Rivers as your coach here in Indy? I don't know. I, I don't want Rick Carlisle out. I don't really like Rick Carlisle. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not mad if they sign Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers seems to get you to a certain point, does he not? He gets you to a certain point. And next thing you know, it, you know, okay, that eh, don't work out. But he does get you to that point. You know, Mark Jackson was being discussed. I can't imagine Mark Jackson is going to have interest. By all accounts, the Toronto Raptors, listen to this, this will be considered racist. But by all accounts, after the Toronto Raptors met with Steve Nash, guess what? They liked him. I would think so. I would bet you Steve Nash uh, would present himself really well. I would bet you Doc Rivers would present himself really well. I would bet you because those guys simply are smart guys. They're very smart guys. They know the lay of the land. They're articulate as hell. They've got great life experience. There's nothing they're going to see, at least in Rivers' case that, you know what, he hasn't seen, and you can blame him for all the failures, game sevens, all that, that's fine. But Rivers, Doc Rivers is one of those guys that you blame for failures and you never give him anything when it comes to credit. Look, I don't know, but I know this, I would not be mad. I would not be mad if Doc Rivers, you know, let's say Rick Carlisle wants to go somewhere else. I wouldn't be mad if Doc Rivers took over. Hey, let's get some pros in here. Let's get some guys that know their ass from third base. Wait a second. This is my ass. That's third base. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. Hey, look at us. We got a ton still out here. Barry Ferguson, Bull Bull. Brad Buffington, English Breakfast, 190. Halverson, Fred Hevelin, of course, Gritty, a.k.a. Jennifer, keep running. Outkick, Ridger, 1970, Ron Richardson, Tanner, uncouth. King Nuts, JPG, Jonah to the you're all here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not smart enough to know what all that means right there. You see that right there? That's the level of intelligence on our show. They know this stuff. I do not. By the way, I will not be here tomorrow. Armando and I think Chad or Jonathan, I'm not sure which, is going to be hosting the show. I got all day tomorrow. Did you know this? Tom Hanks is speaking here at Harvard. So Harvard's graduation is like at ten o'clock. They say to get there like at six thirty in the morning when the doors open if you want a good seat. Students don't walk at the graduation; they walk at their house. So what you do is in the big courtyard, you have uh, the graduation, okay, or the speech. Excuse me, the speech, and then everybody goes to the individual houses. Tonight we're going to the student uh, athlete graduation. Hey, Jorgie, how are you? Because, well, frankly, uh, that's where Tegan walks as well. She, I think she gets her diploma tonight at the graduation. But I ain't getting up at 6 in the morning. They got it. Hey, they got it live streamed. I'll sit in the back. I don't need to be up front, do I? Like, would you guys go sit up front? I don't know, man. I don't know. But I do know this. I hope Lee doesn't make me. But what a blast. So tomorrow, it'll be a better show. You know this. It'll be Armando. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you an Airbnb tour if we get 100 likes. Yeah, we will. We'll do it. We will absolutely do it. Did you know this? Listen to this. According to Outkick, Anheuser-Busch market value has dropped a staggering 15.9 billion since April 1st, and this isn't an April Fool's joke. We believe there is a subset of American consumers who will not drink a Bud Light for the foreseeable future. You're damn right, I just put that out on Twitter. All right, give me the woke Dope for the day. Oh man. Honest to God, Joy Behar, once black people get guns, the laws will change. Uh, Chris Rock, they do get guns, Joy. They're Americans like everyone else. Didn't Joy Behar yesterday or the day before say that uh, Clarence Thomas didn't understand what it's like to be black? Now, I want you to look at that woman up top. I want you just to look at her. What does that woman know what it's like to be? An idiot? Like, how are people like this not thrown off the air? Seriously. Not thrown off the air. Tim Scott, who's running for president as an African-American, and I got to tell you, I don't understand why people aren't backing Tim Scott as an African-American candidate for president like they did Obama. Well, we all know the answer. Tim Scott's a Republican. Tim Scott isn't one of them. Tim Scott, of course, doesn't Acquiesce. But this woman says that Clarence Thomas and Tim Scott, two actual black men, don't black men, don't know what it's like to be black in this country. What's the next book Unbelievable. Real Bible, you ought to be doing that. Is it a boy or a girl? We'll let the kindergarten teacher decide. All right, this is personal to me right now. Uh, all of you guys on the YouTube chat, I gotta ask you a question. Have you ever had to fill something out? And the question was, what sex were you assigned, assigned at birth? What sex were you assigned? I got off that site so fast. I got rid of that company so fast. I'm like, well, assigned? Assigned? What are you talking about? I got a peepee. I'm a boy. I don't have a peepee. I'm a girl. This ain't hard. This ain't, this ain't hard at all. It's not even close to being hard. Anyway, that's where we're at in this country. That's exactly right. We'll let the kindergarten teacher decide, hey, Dan, what sex were you assigned at birth? Nobody assigned me. God assigned me. I'm a male. God assigned me with a PP, that means I'm a male. I saw that and honest to God, my head exploded. So I don't care, again, I'm gonna end the show in a minute here, the way I started. You can rip me all you'd like about defending real women because I got real women 10 feet away from me. I got a real woman in the kitchen named Sandy Ross. I got a real woman over here getting dressed named Lee Ross. I got a real woman as a daughter. I got a real woman graduating from Harvard today or tomorrow, excuse me. I got a real woman as an 87-year-old mother. And I told you about Lee Ross the other day. Nine-hour drive, got home, six, whatever it was, mile run, came home. I'm like, I'll make dinner. Nope, I'm making dinner. That's what real women do. And I will defend real women. I will defend not grooming kids. I will defend, I will defend leaving sex out of it for children, whether it's Target, whether it's schools, whether it's drag shows, and I'll take all the heat. I will defend that as long as I have a show, as long as I have a Twitter account, as long as I have any type platform, be it so big or be it so small, I will defend keeping sex out of children. I will also never forget slights. Jordan Bohannon of Iowa begs me to come on his podcast. I give him the A stuff, the good stuff. Biggest podcast that he ever had, I think, at the time. Maybe they got more. Laughing. The next week, he has Frank Kaminsky on, a guy that dislikes me. That's cool. And he, in cowardice, along with Kaminsky, in cowardice, just ripped me. Of course, I'm not there. So I don't forget slights. So if you're going to ask me, why did you get after George Bohannon last night? I felt like it was time. And I will also tell you all in the college sports world I don't want to hear you whining about NIL. I don't want to hear it. You want to be pros, you want to be employees, you want to be treated as such you want the schools to cater to you, then disappointing things are gonna happen. So Ron Harper Jr. and the rest of you 25-year-olds, shut up, it's the way the world works. What a great time, thanks to everybody on this show that is working out so hard, but I gotta tell you, if I don't go to the bathroom in two seconds, there's gonna be a serious problem around here. Armando and I think it's Chad tomorrow got the show. I will be back on Friday. Have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. I'm going to Harvard graduation, baby. See you.